Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. I'm Season. This is the Joybringers Advent Podcast. I'm so grateful. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time because I have, I, I do call you this all the time. I even call you this to my husband, uh, my close personal friend, Aaron Brown, on the <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to go there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know I that I call you that. So, I, so Aaron and my husband, Chris, and I, we met, gosh, I think maybe in 2013, maybe, yeah. maybe 2012. And um, it was just an instant connection. And on a Aaron mountain. is, huh? On a mountain, like Moses. Oh, we did. We met. We met on a mountaintop. <laughs> and the thing about you, Aaron, is that everything you do has such a an incredible streak of creativity and beauty, and unique. A representation of God's goodness. And um, behind me, if you're watching the video, are a couple pieces of Aaron's. And Tracy, I think, helped you with these too, your glorious yeah. ride. Yeah. Um, but you are, I tell everyone on the planet, you are my favorite artist. And our home is full of your art. And there will uh, be no others. Like, it is your art. And our coffee shop that we own is also full of your art. And you have a way of creating things that just strike such a chord with me and my husband, but also mm. with countless people all around the world. And so I am so grateful that you're here because not only are you an artist, but you're an artist in every way. You mm. are creative and you write, in fact, oh, this is fun. Uh, you write such wonderful music mm. um, that not only have we worshiped to, but just listened to you. Um, actually, it's Tracy you wake me up every morning, every oh, morning. Wow. It's, um, it's, it's sweet Tracy saying on your shoulders, everything <laughs> looks different. There's this great song. What I is the song? That. Is it called? Uh, what is that one called? I think it's called itsy bitsy. Itsy bitsy. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was written right as a children's song. Yeah, it's written as a children's song. And but the, uh, the the lyrics on your shoulders, everything looks different. On your yeah. shoulders, giants, they look small. Yeah. Um, and then the refrain is itsy bitsy teeny weeny giants. And yes, it, it's my alarm. It wakes me up every morning. That's awesome. So every I know giant... if you're gonna wake up, just to wake up to the the truth that you know we're yeah. we're seated in high places and and yeah. everything that the enemy wants to look big and scary doesn't look big and scary from sitting on the, the shoulders of my father in heaven. And so that oh, is my. what I wake up to every morning. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so cool. Season. I love that. It's kind of a new thing. I don't even know how it happened. I, I don't know. I didn't choose. It just happened. It's and just I've a prophetic phone totally. incident. I have one of those with my car. When I get in the car, there's a certain song that comes on. <laughs> I don't know. How does Apple do that? Like I, I didn't know. press play. It just comes on with some random song. Um, and what a way to wake up. So thank you for joining me today. I, I have said this before on this podcast, but my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about Christmas is the music. Christmas music is my favorite genre. I've had the privilege 
my whole life of always being like in a Christmas show or like mm. in the Christmas production at church or, or whatever, yeah. uh, even at school, you know, in choir, in drama, there's always some sort of Christmas presentation. And same. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's ingrained in my experience of Christmas yeah. and for whatever reason, um, I, I just, I just wanted to talk about the power of Christmas music because I think we yeah. hear it. It's, it's in every, it's in every, you know, store and on the yeah. radio, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but when you stop to really lean in and listen beyond the classic voices of Christmas, like beyond Burl Ives voice and beyond the, the bells and the sweeping melodies, the lyrics of Christmas are fire. Like they're, they preach, they will change your life. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, everybody, I feel like if you're a Christian, in my experience, everybody I talk to, if you do like a poll, I think yeah. everybody's into, Oh, Holy. Right. Oh, holy that's night. not just Christians. That is actually the most popular Christmas music song of all time. Yeah. Oh, that's holy what night. it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, and I, it's, it's crazy. You could look it up, like the backstory on this. I'm sure you have. It's insane, the backstory on that song. Share. Uh, Go ahead. I love it. Basically, like this old minister that was washed up and nobody cared about anymore commissioned <laughs> this poet who wasn't even a, a, a believer to write the song. Mm. And like a, a non-believing poet went through the book, I think, of Luke and just started reading it through and then put himself in the picture of being there in the Christmas story and wrote a poem from it straight from scripture. Not even mm. a believer, just a beautiful artist. I love that because I'm an artist, yeah. right? Right. So, and then he didn't, he, he knew it needed some good music and he basically commissions this non-believing Jewish uh, priest <laughs> to like not didn't believe in, in Jesus as the son of God. Mm -hmm. And he wrote the music, the piano playing of, uh, he wrote all the notations. So it's a, it's a, it's a mystery of a song yeah. and it, it, you know, it, 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 it quickly became a very popular song in its day. Um, only then to go through like the scrutiny of, you know, that that original priest not really being a uh, kind of falling from the the play, the, the faith, mm -hmm. um, the one who commissioned it, and um, and then people finding out that the pe person who wrote the the melody and the music not actually being a Christian believer, mm -hmm. um, then the song was like kind of persecuted for a long time and didn't mm -hmm. make way in at all. Like it wasn't played a lot. It just got kind of snuffed out until a guy, um, a minister in America took up the song during the time of the abolitionists and fighting for the freeing of the slaves. Um, that what happened, he used that song because there's that line that says chains. Will he break? That's my favorite line for the slave is our brother. Is our brother. That's my favorite, favorite line in the whole song. It's powerful. And yeah, that yeah. song gained extreme popularity during that time. And it was used as a, a way of speaking to the issues of the day with slavery. Mm. And then, uh, 
it actually became then during that time you see they they started to have radio started to form oh yes 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 and so you you have radio starting to happen and for the first time and the, the first song that was ever played on radio was a guy playing the song of oh holy night so this song became like both an instrument of freeing the slaves and then to the the greatest christmas pop in popularity yeah. uh, the greatest christmas song from what i understand i think it's the first transatlantic like signal that song I, transatlantic or or maybe you know across america it was the first long distance sound that's what it was yeah the transmitted on radio yeah which is wild and imagine so here's here's what's crazy and and i don't know if our listeners have ever heard this but it's kind of a a musical thing that we know about that sound waves Mm. never stop reverberating Mm -hmm. they just keep going and this Mm. is a wild thought that you think you know words like you know pharaoh let my people go you know like or let there be light or or these crazy statements where jesus says has no one condemned you well neither do i these powerful statements that have been made in the world out loud are still reverberating through history the, yeah. the, through history and into you know the atmosphere and the galaxies it, it they never stop moving mm, and so beautiful. to think that something so powerful as, as this song was the first thing that cut through the airwaves um yeah. with the message that it brings of of hope and freedom right and I, it's just a really amazing thing to think about how powerful sound is so true maybe not a lot of people know that you're a singer uh you you ah. You're a powerful singer and oh, you've sung thanks. for years, right? From the stage. And so, yeah. And, uh, singing, man, it, it, we saw it with David, right? When he sings yeah. over Saul and he, he literally dislodges, dislodges a demon off of Saul yeah. and enthrones yeah. angels around him by just playing his harp. I mean, yeah. profound what music can do, you know, and, right. and can you, what if that song, you know, can you imagine the role it played and, and the issue of slavery in our nation. And right. that's amazing how it dislodged wow. demons off of a generation uh, just wow. with one song. That's amazing. Wow. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, because what I love, the rest of that line, uh, I think it's in the third verse, I think. It's, uh, chains shall he break for the slave is our brother. And then it goes on to say, and in his name, all oppression shall cease. Mm. In his name, all oppression. And I jet that. What a reminder. The name of Jesus is intended to be a name of freedom and unity, right? To to level the playing field. There is no no difference. The Lord looks at all of us and sees through the labels that we've created and sees his children, his uniquely created, beautiful creations, all intended to love one another and be loved equally. And uh, that, that. That phrase has always just like guts me every time. Oh, it's profound. I mean, mm-hmm. and you you might have heard the story about how even this song during war, 
uh, I think it was the Germans. I know for sure for this, there's also the story of Silent Night. Um, mm. Silent Night and this song both had a moment in, I believe, the First World War where um, a man stood up and began to sing it on enemy, mm. enemy lines right in the heat of battle during the, the Christmas singing season. Wow. And, and uh, it was both Oh Holy Night and um, Silent Night. And um, what happens, they even, the, they put down their weapons and both sides. Mm -hmm. I know with the song Silent Night, we heard, we saw the Germans, it was the French and the English all put down their, their weapons to sing together. Come on. Right in the middle of battle this hymn silent night um i mean it's that's the profound. humanity it's the humanity right yeah. that that people are rightfully so i think it's a moment of pause in our world and even for those who don't believe in the you know depth of the meaning of christmas it still is a moment of pause mm -hmm. and to just recognize the humanity across the board that we're all touched by this in some way. Yeah. Um, and to pause and say, there's something sacred about it. Even yeah. if for those who don't, you know, again, don't know Jesus or don't to just go, it, it brings me to my family. It brings me to my humanity. It brings us to this, these special moments that we've believed. And that spans enemy lines. It spans culture. Yeah. We all ache for a silent night in our soul. Mm. For mm -hmm. a quiet night where there's stillness and where, calm and bright, yeah, where there's joy, where there's joy, where there's joy, especially in the heat of war. We're right now in the midst we're in, of yeah. wars. We're in it, man, and we need a song again. Where are the mm. where are the Christmas songs that are going to come ripping through this generation? You know, come on. I, I've gone through some of the hardest seasons of my life um, in the past several years and then come mm -hmm. into the glorious seasons, but it's been a great and a terrible day of the Lord for Aaron Brown. Cause I've, <laughs> I've dealt with, uh, I, I, I mean, I went through a door, a divorce. It was horrible. Yeah. And then I got remarried to this incredible woman who we are equally yoked and just full, full of faith and fire mm -hmm. together. And then I'm still healing from just trauma wounds. And even, um, in my body, I have all kinds yeah. of issues. I have uh, chronic disease and stuff that I'm fighting and, um, but Tracy is like, the Lord keeps in the midst of this, the Lord's like, well, just keep worshiping, just keep singing, yeah. just keep yeah. moving through it. You know, um, don't settle for sickness. Don't settle for, you know, defeatism. It's so easy to become a victim. And, um, especially when your body's aching and you wake yes. up, like you said, in the morning and you have the giant standing over your bed and telling mm -hmm. you and you, and it's so good that you're, you get up every morning and go, those are just itsy bitsy teeny weeny giants because yeah. that's what songs do. They, they level the playing field. They show mm -hmm. who is in, who's really uh, in control, especially songs about the Lord. Right. And yeah. Christmas songs, especially. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm asking, right. Like Tracy is like, Tracy's like, well, let's just worship once a month in our home. So we get like everybody over at our home and we just worship for hours and hours. And mm -hmm. it's been changing so much. We, we just fill our cars every day with music and worship yeah. and our living room. And I'm picking up a guitar. I'm a, I'm a worship leader on staff at a church in Chino, California, but I'm also a visual artist. So I'm just always making art and music. And I literally believe we're 
in a generation so unique. And I, the thing that God has put on my heart is that there is going to be a reformation in the church again, and we're going to see a renaissance and it's through the arts yeah. and it's through yeah. songs and, and visuals yeah. that will, will awaken us again in the midst of our wars and mm -hmm. level the playing field out again in our eyes and remind us who is really uh, on the throne in, in this world. But yeah, I, I love what you're talking about. Um, I, I remember as a high school student, I, I actually, I was like, okay, Christmas songs, Mary, that's, that's okay. See my mom, I was kind of a Grinch because my mom was a Grinch <laughs> and my mom was um, very legalistic and r real religious. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys out there in the airwaves have experienced somebody like that, man. Um, I was one and I was raised that way. And we we rarely had a Christmas tree even up. She didn't want to wow. make a big deal about any, I don't, it, it, to her, it was all about Jesus and it shouldn't be about the lights and it shouldn't be mm. about the tree. And uh, it's all about baby in the major. But um, slowly as, as a child does, I persuaded my mom, you know, like we get the Christmas tree, we get, we get the lights. We, uh, she starts even doing presents, which we didn't even do. And, oh. um, and so I had a kind of a bitter taste of Christmas music and Christmas, um, like spiritual, especially like the Christian stuff. Like I love mm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love right, right. like Frosty Snowman, <laughs> all that stuff, you know, uh, Jingle Bells was my jam, but you know, <laughs> Christian music just felt, uh, as a, as a young man, like just a sour, like bitter version mm. of Christ Christmas because of what my mom, you know, was struggling with. Mm. Um, but she later on got lit up by the Christmas holiday season and, and it was really powerful. But I remember in my, in my high school years, I got on madrigals, like in, in, uh, like choir yeah. at, on my high school and they asked, and I just had this incredible th experience where I went up to a mountain and uh, retreat, and I, I had an incredible encounter with God. I got what I call filled with the Holy Spirit, and my life, like, it felt like the blinders on my eyes of Christianity just fell off. All the religious, um, yeah. like, hatred almost that I had, like, fell off, and I, I started to understand why these people were doing all these weird religious things. Um, I started to realize the reason and the life behind it all. And, uh, then, uh, I, I, so then being placed into a madrigals like performance, we were, we were sitting in a restaurant in front of all these city officials, me and my friend, Christina, and they, they said, we just want you guys, can you come in and play some Christmas songs for the city officials? Just do two songs. And we couldn't think of any two songs, but the only two songs we could think of was Oh, Holy Night. And we three Kings of Orient's Arts, because I was raised in like the really Christian religious yeah. Christmas songs. I, I, I wasn't even at that time, like really even familiar with like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. But so we get in there and we start seeing a holy night. And this is for the first time I have the words right in front of me. Mm. And, um, and I didn't really, but I knew the melody by heart. I knew it. I, I, I was singing harmony. My friend starts singing a holy night. And when it gets to that part, fall on your knees. Ugh. It's like, you can't sing it loud enough, you know, right, yeah. fall on your <laughs> knees, yeah. you know, yeah. you just had to belt it out and we yeah. do. And the presence of the Lord, but, 
I mean, even leading up to that part, the presence yeah. of the Lord filled the same spirit of God that I was feeling like on this mountain retreat that I had. Yeah. It was my first experience of ever feeling God's what I call presence or nearness in a non-Christian environment. And I was mind blown, like what God can come into a non-Christian environment. And these city officials were wiping tears out of their oh. eyes, you know, bowing their heads. There's a sense of holiness and awe and wonder. Mm -hmm. And we're singing fall on your knees. And, and we're seeing, and then she, my, my friend starts singing softly, you know, Oh, holy night at the end again. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was just that nobody could move, you know, right, and right. we, it's like God set off a bomb in this little restaurant with these city officials wow. and we're all weeping. And then we were like, it, it, we were surprised. Like, honestly, it was like, and I, I was like looking at these words and I couldn't move. And it, there was just like this long stillness, Yeah, but nobody cared. Even these cities, th these weren't like Christians, you know? And so, um, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. That was my first mm. time really realizing that Christian songs were, were Christmas songs were powerful. Right. And I think it's not meant, I, those songs weren't even written by Christians. That song wasn't even written by Christians. It was written by artists and Jewish people and, you know, and used to, you know, free slaves, you know, and mm. we, uh, would it be that we could go that Raleigh to scripture, go to scripture like artists and poets rather than religious people and, and write mm. Christmas songs again that, and put them out in the marketplace. Um, yeah. It'd be really powerful. I just wonder what, it, what that would look like, but uh, I'm challenged Certainly, right now. Certainly Aaron Brown. I know an uh, artist who could do that. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about it. <laughs> What? Yes, I think here's the deal. We've sung the same canon forever. You're right. Forever. Most people have most people have no idea. If you said to to younger generations, who's Burl Ives? Not one right. young person would be like, oh, I can tell you. But they certainly recognize that voice. Oh yeah, right? totally, totally. Like there's new. There's opportunity for new music to celebrate the wonder and the awe. This yeah. is this is the thing I think that encapsulates the Christmas. This is the the wonder that yeah. that it, we celebrate a miracle. We celebrate mystery. The things, the stories around it mm. are all impossible. They're impossible. I love that. And yet, impossible happens every day, right? Like miracles happen every day. And Preach. if we and you and Tracy, gosh, you guys are so so gifted at this to just be hyper aware of it all the time. And, yeah. and to see glory and to see wonder and awe in everything. So, oh my gosh, walking with you guys is impossible because you don't get very far. Like Chris and I, <laughs> we're very quick moving people, and you guys are like, oh, "Ooh, look at this blade of grass, and look at this moment right here. Come at it from this angle." You know, <laughs> you're so yeah. good at that. You're so good at finding the the divine in the everyday. And yeah. I need more of that. That's why you guys are so good for my soul. Um, that's mm. why we have your art everywhere because it's what helps me um, center my my thoughts on the impossible, mm -hmm. on the divine being near. Right on mm -hmm. this. This one of my other favorite songs is uh, "O Come Emmanuel." Mm. Such a good because song because the God with us concept. Right. Um, 
Yeah. One of my favorite lyrics in that is Okami Manuel, uh, um, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile until <laughs> the son of God appears. Rejoice. Mm-hmm. It didn't say until God appears and makes everything perfect. Mm-hmm. But in the lowly, in the exile, in the weary, in the pain, mm-hmm. the Lord enters into that. Yeah. And because of that, and this is where, you know, my whole world comes in, because of the presence and power of Jesus right here, right now, in the difficulty, in the right. exile, in the trauma and the pain, we can have joy. We can rejoice because he's present. He's Emmanuel, God with us in all of these moments. And for me, that's life. That is every day. People go, how how are you this joyful? How do you have this joy? And I go, it's not because my life is perfect. You, Aaron, have walked with us through absolute hell. We walked together through hell. And, and, even in that, right. the recognition, the discipline to recognize the presence of of the divine, of the presence of the Lord, that then allows us to find peace, to find hope. Right behind your head says, "Hope is a lovely friend." Yes, I see yeah. that. On is this your like? Is a blank canvas behind you? This is just actually my um, my is very large easel. This is oh, a. Yeah. It's a huge plank of, of wood set up yeah. about uh, six feet long. And yeah. this is where I do a lot of my work. And I, I wrote yeah. that Hope is a Lovely Friend um, because I was very lonely. I wrote yeah. that uh, 2016. Wow. And um, I was very lonely. Uh, I had been married for 17 years and my wife mm-hmm. of 17 years left me. And, um, I was in my, my studio space and the Lord said to me sweetly and quietly, Hey, Aaron, you know, hope is a lovely friend. And, uh, it it just drilled me. And so he he said, write it on your easel and Mm -hmm. to remind yourself that you're not alone. You're befriending hope. And, um, in this season, Tracy and I really taken to that and, and to wonder, like you're saying, and we've made that the theme of what we do. I, I've yeah. realized that God started telling me that that was like the, what was the message behind everything with my mm-hmm. art was to yeah. find hope in everything. Yeah. So every image was like a, uh, you know, a thousand word story of, of hope and that I, I was placing hope before my eyes, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, they say. And yeah. so I, I was just placing hope before my becoming befriending hope Friendly. over and over and over and over again and befriending wonder is a big part of that right in yeah. the seasons uh the seasons of the holidays uh, i love it because i love nostalgia i'm an enneagram four so i love me some good nostalgia you know <laughs> i know I you lo- are <laughs> i love the the christmas season i love the how it does it spurs on wonder tracy and i are actually we're um releasing a free ebook soon so you can follow us on my instagram at aaron brown art and and the ebook will be all about wonder it's called wonder filled and we're basically it's just like a a quick book that you can run through to activate wonder in your everyday mundane and hard seasons seasons of the soul where you're grieving and um or seasons of just 
where you're just like, I just need to be charged again with wonder. I just need to be awakened with wonder. Because um, sometimes wonder, it's yeah. not it's not in the depths of despair. It's just in life where you go, is this thing on? Am I? Totally. I don't feel. And, and this is where you and I, we connect so much because we have both been these on fire, wildly passionate, supernaturally charged and filled people. And then also at the same time, walked through places of what feels like desert and, and, and questioning and wondering, but yep. to, <laughs> to go back to this idea of hope as a, as a lovely friend to say, I, I, I might not feel it, but no. I'm going to acknowledge that yeah. it, he, Jesus is here. And, and I, and I say this a lot. I preach this from the highest mountains. You don't have to feel joy. Mm. You can lock eyes with him because he's oh, in the room. Man. That's a good word. I, I had to live this because in the depths of despair going, am I a hypocrite, Lord? I write on joy. I speak on about it on the radio every day of my life. And yet I am just in trauma and difficulty and fear. And I can't come up, you know, out of it. And the Lord said to me so clearly you've locked eyes with worst case scenario i need Hello. you to lock eyes with me everywhere Hello. i looked i just saw trauma and pain and and mm. literally like am i going to walk around the corner and see my husband dead or am i going to walk around the corner and see something traumatic and horrible and and yet the lord said lock eyes with me come on so the it's recognition so that that we you know the the phrase that i i've used is you steer where you stare so if you're locking eyes with the thing on the side of the road, that's where you're going to go and you're going to fly off that side, off the shoulder, right? But yep. if you lock eyes with Jesus, he is our joy. He is the source. And I don't have to feel it. I can just know that he's with me. Come on. And my emotions will catch up. That The feelings of happiness, the feelings right. of, you know, elation or peace or whatever, that'll catch up. Yeah. But the oh, recognition... Yeah. The recognition for you that 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 miracles and wonder and and hope it, it is here. It's everywhere. It's, here. it's everywhere. I mean, God, he he's given us so much to get lost mm -hmm. in wonder. I mean, you just walk outside. Just walk yeah. outside for a second. Just slow your pace down. Take a yeah. deep breath. Even put your hand on your heart. Feel your mm -hmm. heartbeat. I mean, when was the last time you just sat and felt your heartbeat? I mean, it's profoundly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just say, just do that for a second. Take a deep breath where, where whoever's listening and just go, wow. 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 I mean, it's profound. You you know, put, place yeah. your hand on your pulse It that you are not making that happen, that you are in partnership yeah. with a living God that's pumping life into your, your bloodstream and through your mm -hmm. heart. I mean, that's, it's a very humbling thing in our generation yeah. to slow our pace, to fill our heartbeat that we're not creating in our own strength. Uh, cause everything's about our hustle and our strength and how much we do. And, and we're really, it's, we're all just here today, gone tomorrow, like a flower of the field. Another, one of my favorite Christmas songs too, is, is that people don't always think it's a Christmas song, but I think it is very much, it's. Joyful, joyful, we adore yes. thee. God yes. of glory, so, Lord of love. Hearts, yeah, hearts unfold, unfold. Like flowers yeah. before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds yeah. of sin and sadness. Drive the dark of doubt away. Uh, giver of eternal gladness. Immortal, with immortal, a, immortal gladness. Immortal gladness. Fill us Even with better. the light of day. 
yeah. fill us with the light. And there's the light of day. The light of wonder is everywhere. And I mean, we have to wonder about wonder. We have to wonder if we have it. We don't get it unless we go on the journey. And the journey, I mean, Tracy and I, we're releasing that ebook. Like we're talking about, it'll have like hundreds of tools in there for how to captivate wonder. Where just to stand on some grass, to put your hands yeah. under water, to be like a little child again, see through the eyes of a child, to for yeah. drawing your prayers, scribbling your prayers, um, going tell them about your your dining room table. Oh, our dining room table is a place where we, Tracy and I just draw all over. Yeah. Um, we have like, um, different drawings that we've done scribbles from our children. It's mm -hmm. like a collection of our family and our friends and our friends come over and draw on, on it and paint it. I love it. this. I yeah. love this so much. I've told you, I don't, someday I'm going to have you come when you come to visit us in Tennessee, <laughs> I'm going to make you guys start our dining room table as a, as a, we're going to, whatever you do, what'd you do? Like paint it white or something? We did. We painted it white and then we just started yeah. adding paint. We started adding crayons. We started adding uh, pencil. We started, yep. you know, just went crazy markers, all kinds of things on it. And it's, I it really has grown. And we just, we add layer upon layer. We paint over some spots in it. it it's, yeah. it's really powerful to see a history of, of wonder before our mm. family's eyes just laid out on the table. Uh, it's, uh, we have, <laughs> We have levity. We have hilarity, like in a, in it too. Like we do family. We write family jokes on there. We we write poetry and words that are meaningful to us uh, on it because we need to keep wonder and life before our eyes. We're dying as a society because we're all on our devices and we've lost the art of wonder. We've lost mm. the art of hope. We we've we've forgot to befriend hope. We forgot mm. to befriend wonder, and we're lonely. And we're, mm -hmm. we're lifeless and discouraged, but yeah. I mean, we could have Christmas all day long. We have Christmas on our table. It's like decorated every single, it may not look like classic Christmas things, but that it, what is Christmas, right? It's, it's a display of the arts around this one beautiful man, Jesus, who came yeah. as a baby. And it really is. It's what, what do we have? Lights. We have, we have visuals. I want to talk about light for a minute because mm -hmm. light we see that at Christmas a lot, right? It gets dark early and we're recording this. Certainly I'm, we're recording this before Thanksgiving and our neighbors yeah. across the street have put up their Christmas lights Glory. and I love it. And what I love about light, it's different light versus saturated, like, like physical color, light color. And, and the, the white light is actually the presence of all color. Mm -hmm. The, the, the black in a in a substance is actually the presence of all color, right? So it's like mm. the differences. So black in light, right? If if there's a blackout or if it's dark, it's the absence. Right. right. But light, especially white light, is the presence of all color. That mm. bright shining star is all of the color. It's just all of it. And and when we see the Christmas lights that are so charming and, and, and mm. magical, right? It just like right. brings up so much in us. Um, it is this, it, it evokes, it evokes what we all long for. And that's right. that light that pierces in the darkness. And scripture is very clear that that's, that's Jesus, the light of the right. world. He not only says he is the light of the world, he then turns around and calls you and me. He says, you are the light of the world. Come on. Yeah. Don't hide it. Yeah. So I, I think it's really an important thing for us 
to recognize even in this season that it's a reminder constantly that he is the shining one. He is the bright and shining one, but he is also calling us to be illuminated by his love to offer hope and joy and light in this dark space that we're in. Drive the dark of doubt away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he intends for you and me to be lit, to be a light. And yep. and we so quickly go to, oh, no, don't look at me. No, we want to dim our light. Right. But that is not holy. That is not no. holy. Um, and we are called to be illuminated by his light, not by an artificial light, not by the thing that we put on or we polish or we think is attractive. But true encounter, true joy, true, true love. Of God, mm. that's the thing yeah. that ignites us, and that's the thing that shines. That's the hope. It's the love of God. Is the hope of our tomorrow, of our today, right? Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord yes. is risen upon you. And yeah, whenever I was at a dream years ago, where I was in this in a huge stadium full of people, mm. this mm. stadium full of people. And they're all gathering to be with God. And I know that this was a part of a huge move of God. And we were gathering from the north, south, east, west. We were in our in in the in the stands. And this this voice comes over the the loudspeaker, and it says, "Here we are. God is here. Raise your hand if you want to give a testimony of what God has done for you." Mm. And and the 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 stadium is silent. Not one person is saying anything. And I'm mm. like, I'm doing this like inner turmoil in my heart. And I'm going like, I don't want to be the one person in the stadium who stands mm. up and draws attention to me. Cause it's not about me. I'm doing like this right. false humility thing. Right. Right. And, and, and literally I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And finally this girl in front of me stands up and starts and, and this huge regret falls over my soul mm-hmm. in the uh-huh. dream. Like I, I have this one generation. We're all standing in a sea of faces and we have, we have countless people throughout the stadium of this world that are, sh- that are to ex- display the brilliance of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to take our place. We need to, we stand as lampstands. We, mm-hmm. And Jesus is the fire. It really isn't about us, but we need to stand and let him light us. And it's the beauty of the menorah. It's the beauty of revelation mm. where Jesus walks amongst the lampstands in his church to, to make her a light. And it's so easy for us to just, well, do this falsely humble thing and just kind of let the enemy silence our voice. And that's yeah. what was happening until somebody rose up and used that song of Oh Holy Night to make mm. it a voice for the for the slaves. And there's people right now that are enslaved to loneliness mm. and depression mm-hmm. and anxiety, and they're waiting for your voice to yeah. rise and shine. Uh, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, really, really mm-hmm. has. But it's our choice in what, if we want to, you know, host the, the that glory or not. Yeah. So let us be hosts of the glory, the wonder, the hope of Christ yeah. in this season, right? Oh my gosh, it's so good. I I just to bring it back that the these 
these symbols of Christmas, right? The tree, the star, the lights, all of those things can be ways to re- to be reminded mm-hmm. of the glory of the Lord that does shine on us. And so as we drive around in our cars or if you have a some lights in your home or, you know, even just as you drive, I love when people have lights on their cars. I think that's so fun. <laughs> um, my husband's like, no, we're not doing that. But I love it. And I just think it's a great way for us to to remind anyone listening Remind the rise and shine. The glory of the Lord is shining on you. He is here. His light shines in the darkness. And I have been there. I know you have too, where I could not find any reason to celebrate at Christmas in times of my life where Christmas felt like a cruel joke because I did not know how to grab a hold of hope. I did not know how to grab a hold of joy and peace. Yeah. And that's okay if that's where you are. Yeah. It's okay. But the symbols of Christmas, you can be reminded that it is available. It is real and it will come around again. Yeah. And it will be different next year. But yeah. cuz I don't want in any way to to make anyone feel like if they don't have that feeling cuz I have been there. I hated Christmas for years because it yeah. never looked it just was so painful and difficult. Um, but man, this too shall pass. It will change. Yeah. Can we over, we, I love romanticizing things and I'm a big, big person on that, but the reality is, is, is Jesus came in the the darkest of times when into the weary world, into the weary, broken, lonely, um, divided world. There was murder. There was chaos. There was hopelessness, despair. And, and that, that's not any worse now than it was then. Right. There's just always something going on. Always, even and though the it, enemy- it feels like, oh, we're in such bad time. Oh, it's it. Listen, it's it's always been rough. Yeah, I mean, we have it really good. We have a million yeah. reasons to wonder. We have a million reasons, yeah. even in our horrible poverty of situation. Like yeah. we can, f- it's amazing how we can find wonder and amazement. Right, Some of right. the most beautiful people throughout history are recorded for their their light in the darkness, not because, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything was going so great. It was because they're standing right in the middle of the dark night of the soul. And they chose in that place to find, bring hope into it, to, Mm -hmm. to bring a song right in the middle of a war, right on the battle lines. And, uh, what's your song today? You know, maybe it's Mm -hmm. like, you're just squeaking out like something (laughs) just to barely get by that squeak it, squeak it. Like you let that, that's the light, (laughs) the glory of the Lord rising over you. Right. It, it looks, maybe it's not a song. Maybe it's just going out and wonder and looking under a tree or, or staring at a, a night sky, you know, that these tools, and if we could spend, you have to trick your brain. I know somebody like me that has ADHD, I have all kinds of reasons to be distracted, but mm-hmm. if I can put the tools before me in front of my, my face over and over again and say, Hey, Aaron, just trick your brain five minutes, just spend five minutes and wonder. And then I'm there mm-hmm. for 15 minutes and then I, I'm there for an hour and then I'm, then I'm washed over. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is available. I didn't realize I, I could have been enjoying this. You know, at the end of our, our life, God is giving us the keys to a really rad Ferrari. And he's going to be like, Hey, did you ever put the keys in the ignitions and take that, that car for a ride? And I, I feel like right now, like it's just, we're, we, we're still blessed. We, we still have like, some of us still have food, like, and if you don't have food, you still have a heartbeat, like, and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. take the car, the Ferrari for a ride, go, go walk out and wonder, go stand in amazement at the stars. It's for free. It's for free. And, uh, yeah. And, and be transformed by it. 
be, mm, be friended, mm. be, just know that you're not alone. There's yeah. hope is a lovely friend. It's a much better friend mm. than anxiety and chaos. Um, mm. or it's a much better friend than just boredom. I mean, at the end of the, my life, I, I realized that I have a role to play with my boredom. Like the, wow. re, the problem wasn't that I was like, the problem wasn't that God was boring. It was probably, the problem was that I chose to, to be bored. I used to, mm. I, I, I labeled him a harsh taskmaster and made him mm. boring in my own eyes. I made him like I did in my younger years, a religious, grumpy, old, staunchy, like Christmas carol singer instead of, uh, you know, a joyful, awe inspiring, wonderful God to sing with, you know? So, mm. yeah, I just, you think are, that- you are such a beacon of joy and fun and <laughs> uh, creativity and hope and power and light. And how can people find you? I will, if I have permission from you, if I, in the show notes, I'd love to put um, yeah. some of your art uh, and links to your music, but how Beautiful. can people find you and your lovely bride, Tracy, and how can we get that wonderful uh, ebook? Yeah, you can go right now to my website, Aaron Brown, it's A-E-R-O-N, and then brown like the color, aaronbrown.art, and you can sign up on, on for our email list, and yeah. we will make sure you get that ebook for free. And nice. we just want to be friends with you and befriend each other and befriend Wonder mm-hmm. together. So let's go for it. Yeah, but also I want to let everyone know that your art is available um, and you do commissions that yes. have changed our life. And Yeah, I... if you go to the same website, yeah, you'll see a lot of my artwork. Uh, we have it available uh, for print and mm-hmm. um, we will be doing a run of new originals coming up here for the holiday season. So you can keep a lookout for that. Go to Instagram. Also, though, my dream, had I known you before I got married, was, I mean, if Aaron paints weddings and that oh. is like to have, you are so, I'm one of my all time favorite worship experiences. Well, many, cause I've done this with you so many times, but that you paint in worship experiences and yeah. to watch you create pieces live and that you would do what you do weddings. Like that's just the coolest thing ever. So there's yeah. so many opportunities to experience uh, the joy and the creative um, gifting and wonder that Aaron and his wife, Tracy bring um, two of my favorite artists and they got married. And that was, you know, a dream come true for me. <laughs> Tracy's a big deal and, for sure. Yeah. So I love you guys. I'm grateful for you. You are, and always will be just a source of great joy for me and my husband. And uh, we get to experience you, the beauty that you have imprinted on this world in our home and in our coffee shop every day. And, um, and I wake up to your wife's voice to a song you wrote <laughs> I love every it. morning. <laughs> we miss You're you. Friends. We love you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it was an honor and a privilege, of course. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you. <laughs>